Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are an okay podcast about whatever our listeners want to make us watch. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And thanks to an influx of Russian spam bots, just cleared 3,000. So uh, I have a great panel here today. They do not tweet, so I'm just going to skip the sec because not one of you are putting the time in to write free content for Twitter.com. So I'm just I think that's probably it. for the best. <laughs> I uh, just write my alt-right opinions to the newspaper, <laughs> when, <laughs> just like when, my dad. When I have a short opinion, I send, I, I, I put it in the mail. Yeah. I put it to an actual bird and send that bird out in the wild. Oh, oh man. You, um, the problem with a homing pigeon is how does it know who to bother, what celebrity to take your no, opinion no, no. to? Mine aren't what? homing. They are away-ing pigeons. They just go. <laughs> I don't know where they end up. Like, you, you find just... the rock and tell him that he's faltered. It's just Mike Tyson going on his roof, getting all your messages. Like, all my pigeons keep coming back. <laughs> they have these little little jokes on them. So if you want to... This is an intense opinion about Brian De Palma. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to follow any of these guests, you have to find them and walk a short distance behind them. First up in uh, Northern California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. Nuclear vessels. Nuclear vessels. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I, like also, <laughs> I like that bit. I liked all the bits. <laughs> also joining us and full of bits uh, in Portland, Oregon, it's Anthony Lopez. Uh, I know we're supposed to uh, do a little joke here, but I would like to take my uh, opportunity, my moment here, to also say I would also like to dedicate this podcast to the uh, Space Shuttle Challenger and the people who <laughs> lost their lives on that fateful day, June, January 28th, 1980. Um, uh, it didn't feel too soon then, but it feels too soon now. So. <laughs> Weird how that works. Also, <laughs> all right, fine, fine. Really? Let me let me take another shot at this. Transparent aluminum. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> is that yeah. is that more what you want? But yeah, I mean, thank you. I'm happy. <laughs> uh, also joining us today from uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, we're up and down the I-5 comedy corridor. It's Mr. Stephen Co- Stephen Carter. Admiral, I'm detecting whale song. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> My whale song meter is off the charts, man. All, all of those things. Uh, I am. I don't know if this is a surprise, but I am up for it. Uh, yeah, I, I think the thing that, I, that's great to hear, and, and I like the idea that like whoever maybe made like the like the. Like the ship was like, it's like, guys, we really need like a whole part of the readout just for whale song. It's like they've been extinct for a long time. It's like, you know what? Just wait for it, because better to have it. Better to have it, not need it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, whole... this is also this is a Klingon ship, so it's not even. <laughs> this is an alien technology that decided to have like basically one button to detect an extinct species on another planet. Is it? But it paid well, off I mean, well. you know, you got to be careful. You never know like what is gonna like make it over. Like you know how like Mora Sea is huge in South America, and it's like, why did that happen? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Sure. Yeah. Maybe on Klingon, they like love prog rock and uh, whale songs. Maybe like that's the two, the one export from Earth they got. They're like, Klingons we love Genesis. also need to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is how they get. This is how they jam. All right. So this episode number four hundred and fifty-one of the program. We've now done as many episodes as the lowest lowest temperature at which paper spontaneously ignites in normal atmosphere without an external source of ignition. Okay, I should make like a movie about this. By the book Fahrenheit 451. Is that true? 
Eh, not really, but uh, it's good enough for a book cover. Um, it's it's difficult to actually ascertain the actual temperature of auto ignition, although that is also because of volume, density, and shape and, and atmosphere. However, ooh, I like your book edit. <laughs> who gives a shit? Because they had flamethrowers, so it's not like they needed it to spontaneously combust. They weren't like a movie about heat. Anyway, um, like that movie Heat, <laughs> which was about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when the book heat is on, you gotta drop whatever you're doing. Also, if you put it apparently like about, you'd want about 480 degrees in an oven, probably, in order to get a normal book to bur- piece of paper to book. What if you want just light, lightly toasted? Uh, you could use the book setting on your toaster. And is that a convection oven or? <laughs> yeah, you have to adjust that. Are we at altitude here? For what it's yeah. worth, I did read a lot about this, and I was pretty satisfied because as as soon as I looked it up, I, I I was like, I bet there's a Slate article saying this isn't true. Sure enough, yeah, five thousand oh. words about p- what temperatures paper burn at. Slate, uh, Slate knows you. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, I'm sous viding a book. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hip way to do it. It's just the yeah. lighter. It's then just it's a, only like 200 degrees, but for 16 hours. Yeah, and, and the pages just flake right off. It's just oh, so yeah. beautiful. Now, what what fall if you do a, So if you want a Kindle to spontaneously combust, what do we do then? Mm, Ooh, this is a good question. question. Because the name suggests it would be easier. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't burn as long. Right. right? I mean, a, a Kindle fire, you just have to... Well, I mean, no one's ever bought there. one to test, so we have no way to test it. Um, anyway, pew pew, Seattle jokes, right? Um, anyway, so great. Uh, speaking of relatively believable, take that, things, Jeff Benzos. <laughs> How does that feel? Taking down a peg? Yeah. Guys, yeah. I just heard a, a man scream outside my window, very far away and very high. <laughs> man, uh, a very rich scream. It is. Yeah, it echoes <laughs> off that dome. Uh, this is how. This is one of those. Like I, if I was worried about losing my hair, I would look at Jeff Bezos and be like, you know, you have infinite money and no hair, so obviously this is not doable. You can't fix this. Yeah. There's, well, I think you just you try to make more money to replace the hair you lose, and then you're good. Oh man, if he wore a hair uh, like a money wig, <laughs> still have to respect him. I think. Oh um, yeah. Uh, and the person who made it would get $6 an hour. So, uh, speaking of relatively believable things, this week we're talking about Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, sponsored by Paige. Uh, so this is a co-sponsorship, actually, by Paige and Danny from Fairbanks, Alaska, which uh, we got a couple uh, applications for co-sponsored episodes uh, this time around. We just closed our sponsorship round. Thank you to everybody who applied. Uh, we have some amazing <laughs> stuff coming up. Uh, but... I just was I'm super excited about people co-sponsoring. I think it's awesome. And that definitely gets bonus points for me. I like the idea of people who got, like, I got into the show, and then I told my friend about it, and then we jumped in together on a sponsorship. Really, really great. I like uh, the idea that we're disappointing two people instead of just one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. It's like we're having a threesome. <laughs> anyway. Take that, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, this is how uh, Danny described, or this is what happened for Danny the first time that he saw uh, Star Trek Four, and this was in the uh, reason why we should watch this. Imagine being trapped in a cabin because it's raining too hard to go home on a trip to see a loved one in prison. Just imagine, you guys. Your okay. father comes up to you holding a strange movie saying, this is my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> Upon examination of the box, you realize this is in fact Star Trek, but you feel too awkward to mention it. You've never seen Star Trek before, and ask, and as this is the fourth movie, you ask, Dad, shouldn't we watch the first three movies? No, he says, popping it in without further argument. What you see on this tiny hotel CRT TV 
is the most surreal viewing experiences you've ever had, and you love it. I mean, if it was Star Wars, they would be right to disregard the first three movies. It's true. That's a yeah. very good point. Uh, <laughs> having never, so this is what I love about this is uh, this has been Poor Decisions Month, and this is my first Star Trek thing ever. And I, can't believe that. I liked. I, it seems like a poor decision to jump in here, except that I had a great time. And if this is what Star Trek is about, I feel great about it. Yeah, you. There's not too much you can't info from, like, <laughs> what happens in this movie and like the like the Bones uh, Kirk uh, Spock dynamic is so ingrained in people and culture already that you know what's going on. I, well, I want Alex I, to erase the entire Wikipedia article, like and like 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 just oeuvre of Star Trek, and rewrite everything from his understanding. Yeah. What what oh, is Alex JJ Abrams? Huh? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you want him to pull an Abrams on this bitch? I <laughs> lens flare, lens flare. <laughs> that's a very good joke, Anthony. I Thank uh, you. Uh, and that's just from inference. I don't actually know anything about that movie, but that sounds. He like erased the whole uh, yeah. <laughs> the fiction for his reboot. I uh, canonically. 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 I assume, though, so if I had to rewrite this, I would be like, Star Trek is a show about whales. That would be the first sentence. My hope with this is that, Alex, you understood that the whales were actually crew members throughout the entire thing as well. Just (laughs) (laughs) that in every episode of the original series, they're like, oh, great, this is just a whale origin story. Now we understand (laughs) how how they got there. How did the whales get on the ship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, (laughs) that that they were always there. The whales were like what people loved actually the most about the original series, and they were later promoted. (laughs) I mean, if you, like, like on paper, if you were like, would you like Star Trek? It's got whales and time travel. I would be like, of course, yeah. Absolutely, well, two of my favorite things in the world. I I do love the idea of you watching this movie and being like, "Here's what I know about Star Trek. I know they love the time travel. Don't care about changing stuff in the space time continuum. Yeah, they're pol- uh, a maximalist uh, policy about time. Wildly travel. irresponsible <laughs> about bringing people towards the future. Yep. Uh, all these things, uh, Alex. That. Oh, really against what Star Trek is about, but it's very fun <laughs> in this movie. They are about different people. Having fun, yeah. different accents. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's not, that's not inaccurate. And as far as I, I can tell, it's a really it's a love story between uh, Kirk and Spock, who have never met before. Is that right? Uh, the first part is right. The first yeah, part is well, right. Well, and you have you're sort of right based off of what happened in the prior two movies. In, okay. in terms of. Yeah, in in terms of uh, and, and Spock. Yeah, what, the what one did you think like, Spock? What, what do you think he was what, dealing with? What was Spock's with? deal? Uh, well, he was uh, he was one of those uh, kids uh, who um, your parents push you so hard to be book smart, you're really dumb in social situations. Like he knows everything, but uh-huh. he does not understand the concept of a conversational metaphor. Like that blows uh-huh. his mind. So I think he's just like <laughs> super smart, but emotionally stupid. And that, did you did you get that he was an alien? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was an elf. Yeah, is that not true? He's a, he was a ninja elf in this movie. Yeah, that's about right, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's about that's pretty comparable. Well, so yeah. uh, okay, so half, well, it's technically back. half ninja elf. That's uh, very important because uh, yeah, 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 he's, he's a human mother. He's from both worlds. That's the thing about Spock. You gotta know, you know. His dad came in and was like, and seemed like a not a great dad, um, yeah. and was like, but then still is with his mom. And I just, 
if the thing yeah. is that the elf side of his body has no feelings or emotions, what I'm sure they've covered this, but what did the elf's mom see in his dad? This is uh, you are you are like actually on the nose on a lot of this stuff. Really? Because they they did have <laughs> right a, on a, the a strange years. relationship. Yeah. This, this is a. I'm I'm pretty impressed. With I mean, that. I'm assuming yeah. the answer is like he's hot as fuck. Yeah, no, that's you know, it, canonically he's got a great dick. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, this is Poor Decisions Month. This is a sponsored episode. Thank you so much to Paige and Danny from Fairbanks, Alaska, for sponsoring this episode. If you want to uh, help decide our destinies, you can become a Meat Buddy. Go to slash Meat Buddies, and you can vote on upcoming topics. And Meat Buddies unite. Uh, it's time uh, for voting on wet month topics. August is coming. It's right around the corner. The wetness is here. It's like get ready to get wet and stay wet because it's almost wet month. So log into your Meat Buddy section of the website. Start voting on wet month movies. We thank all of our Meat Buddies. We thank all of our sponsors. Now, I'm going to summarize this movie for you. Uh, so uh, you guys jump in. Make sure I'm getting it accurate. I want to be canonical here, but I'm just going to tell it like it is. Great. We're in space. And uh, there's a Senate. The 23rd century. I did figure that out. Yeah, they said that a few <laughs> times. So we're in space in the future. There's a Senate like Star Wars Episode One, And they're real mad about something. I assume some sort of a trade blockade negotiation. Uh, <laughs> a group of space people with uh, who are aging badly in their forehead and feel like villains. But that's probably me just being space racist. Spacist. Or, spacist, yeah. Uh, uh, I even had that in my script as, so you didn't even have to portmanteau it. I was already ready for it. Uh, so, yeah, it's anyway. Better. I'm feeling very spacist. The guy is a, uh, it seems like a dick, though. Um, well, I mean, so you are implying right in the sense that, like, the Klingons eventually do become peaceful, but, like, at this point in the uh, canon, they have been at, humans and Klingons have been at war for decades i believe right well what's weird i, 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 I believe that it's weird that i just immediately saw him and was like he is the enemy of my people so mm. <laughs> that's why the war let me tell was you, racist alex one of these days someone's gonna like make us watch a next generation thing and you're gonna be like hey why is the enemy of a people on a ship and then you're gonna be like wait a minute that's the commentary they're trying to say exactly <laughs> It's going to be great. Right into the trap. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> Oh, man. Being space Gene Roddenberry's got you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. then, uh, but out on out on out out in space further, there's uh, a group of people. There's space people. There's like a forgetful sociopathic elf. There's a Scottish one. Um, there's a guy who talks slow and seems like he might have been hot a while back, but not as much anymore. Is that fair? Wait, um, which one is that? Kirk. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they all have, are past their primes, but, like, Kirk especially seems like probably there was a reason why you're in charge of this show, but, like, right now, you're just, you seem like kind of a weirdo. Is that? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and the, the crew of the uh, Star Trek is in their iconic ship, the Bird of Prey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they're in a green spaceship, I assume, like always. Uh, yes, that's that iconic spaceship that we all know so well from Star Trek. <laughs> that they're always a in. stolen ship. It is Actually, in that was, again. Did you get that that was like a alien spaceship? Did you understand? Yeah, they, that? There's, like they go on it and they're like, this bucket of bolts from those less evolved people. And I was like, oh, good. They're racist just like me. Did you get that it was the same race you were just racist towards? Uh, I think they did call it Klingon at one point. Okay, great. Uh, okay, and, good. And I, uh, I, I mean, it is interesting how much of this I have gotten 
through cult like I, I understand that there are Klingons. I knew as soon as I saw the foreheads those were Klingons. I don't know hmm. what that is or why, but I did know that that was it. Um, Ooh, this is exciting. We should try on just other stuff like just in the wrong place and see how much we can just skate by. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, like, you mean wrinkles like just, on your body? What? No. <laughs> what? Like I told you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought you meant like we could try on wrinkles on our forehead. Uh, no, like, no, I was saying you said that we, we could do, try we should... on things in the wrong place. I thought like, you meant like a Klingon no, has wrinkles. I, I meant like since you did pretty well with this Star Trek without meaning to like you know, ingest any Star Trek like in your you know, previous three decades, we could say like we just try other things in the wrong other other uh, shows and, and movies and stuff like that in the wrong place and see how much we've already absorbed. Uh, oh and, yeah, and see how much we can understand. What else is there? I mean, because so the, the show was on for a while. This is the fourth movie. W- is there anything else that I could jump in at like the fifth? You know, like fifth year or tenth year whatever it is and like have some grasp on the main characters without having watched it i mean i think you can probably jump into like you know any of the like fast and furious movies and be like it's about family i get it yeah <laughs> is it a lot familiar yeah, yeah, that. they say that every five minutes yeah 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 i've never I seen anything pokemon related um you could maybe. get pokemon but it's a, about dog fight, but you've watched a lot of dog fighting, so uh, you watched, definitely just trained, related to that. Fought. <laughs> I mean, I do know, like, the one thing I know about Pokemon is you need an external battery charger. That's pretty and much And you have all to catch them all. Yeah, yeah. That, right? I know a few things. And you can't eat just one. <laughs> uh, so they're hanging on this green spaceship, but there's a problem. So there's this probe that looks like a giant space burrito. And mm. it is like still wrapped in the foil. It's like a foil wrapped burrito, but it's okay, real big. No, I, I got it. I mean, burrito shape is pretty clear, kind of from the get go. There's not a lot of the yeah. foil doesn't really add or detract much. Well, like, but it was the burrito color is, as well. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. And uh, it's got one one testicle hanging off of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like most one. burritos, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did I even feel the need to say that? Of course, it's, I don't it, know, it, man. That's not honest. standard. As that's twenty five cents extra at Chipotle. <laughs> but yeah, who doesn't is worth get it. that? <laughs> it's it's. It's like Leonard Nimoy walked into the pre-production office with a burrito and a uh, disco ball that you put on your rear view mirror yeah, yeah, and just put them together and yeah. said, that, make me that. Uh, so or here's like, hey, guys, this is the placeholder thing. Can you fix it before we get to production? They're like, no problem. <laughs> have light and magic fix this later. Uh, replace with good spaceship. I don't know. It's or two balls. Weird, it's... A- it's a probe. It's a, so the ball, the burrito ball probe, and what it does is destroys everything around it. But as far as I can tell, on accident, and it's just yelling, "Hey, hey, hey!" But in whale. Mm, uh, yeah. My son is a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah. yeah, just kind of in the background, it's like dad, 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 and doesn't mean to break things, but like but that's sort of like that's the yeah, yeah, a lot of destruction. So- so the slow talker hears that and they're like, oh, it sounds like they figure out it's in whale. And he's like, oh, man, the problem is there's no whales left. This probe is probably lonely. So we need to get it a uh, whale so it'll stop fucking everything up for all of us. Uh, and so they do the only logical thing for a, te- a space team to do. They time travel back to the 80s and kidnap a whale. Two whales. Two whales. Yeah, whales. Uh, well, well yeah, they, that was bo- Bogo whales, I think. Actually, buy one. No, steal one, two get whales, two get one blonde lady. I thought. 
well, they but they also got a pregnant whale, so they got I think they stole they, one whale and they got an extra whale and an extra whale on top of that, and also a blonde lady. So go right, see a steal one, get one free. I don't. Yeah, I'm sure there's a an act. <laughs> so, and a blonde lady. Yeah, they steal, to, they take a mating pair, they, but like yeah, we're gonna go back to the '80s and kidnap a whale, and then they get two because there's two there, but like. Yeah, anyway, they do want to repopulate the whales, but then there's just going to be a lot of inbred whales in the future. Look, we had no whales a second ago. It's pretty good to get inbred whales, all right? Like, that is a step up. Logistical logistical question. Can you actually restart a species from two whales? Specifically Uh, in the future, yeah. That's like the least Uh, of their problems. I have some literature from my parents to give you, Alex. (laughs) Uh that will actually show you how once long ago on a boat, uh, we actually did that with all the animals. Oh, it's like so, how land for us land pretty well. Yeah, that worked out great. Yeah, cool. Uh, was, didn't at one point we have to burn everything down, or was that before? Uh, I mean, I think, it flooded. I don't know if it burned. Yeah, down. But there was also Sodom and Gomorrah. Was that before well, or after? That was before. That was but a also, different. If I understand yeah. my, my my James Baldwin, the next time it's going to be fire. So, hmm. Uh, yeah. Is James one of the better Baldwins? <laughs> I think he's the best Baldwin. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so they they have to go on a wacky time travel adventure. So they land in 1986 in San Francisco, and uh, they're like, uh-oh, we got to hurry up because our crystals are weak because the second you get to San Francisco, everybody's a hippie. So... Uh, yeah. Crystals, because they. No, I, I, I got it. That's a, okay. that is the response. It wasn't. It wasn't a lack of understanding. Okay. That, oh, okay. Fair, that fair. That was, <laughs> sometimes those two sounds are similar. <laughs> I as, as soon as they a, said the spaceship runs on crystals, I was like, oh great, you guys too. All right. <laughs> well, the Klingons, the Enterprise runs on legit power, Alex. All right. Legit power is that like well, big energy? The, it was too legit to quit. In. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it runs on crystals, and they're like, well, we don't have enough crystals, even in San Francisco. So here's what we got to do. We're going to split up three teams. Team one, kidnap two whales. Uh, team two, steal parts of a nuclear reactor. Team three... To charge up, to charge up your crystals. To charge up your crystals. Team yeah. three, build a giant fish tank in the spaceship as if we're on an episode of Pimp My Ride. <laughs> Yo, I heard you like whales. <laughs> and then they just do. There's just you guys. If you didn't, I, I expected more space stuff, but it's just hilarious '80s hijinks. Uh, they just are out of place. Have some jokes. Steal some whales. They they like I said. They bogo two whales. Get a lady, uh, a girlfriend for for Kirk. And then they but, time but then travel. She, and, and and also then she's like, Nah, man. I'm gonna go enjoy this uh, this uh, this new century of mine. Well, she did discover be- that she cared more about her career than about the guy she just met, and her career just got way more interesting. It turns out in the future. Uh, also, side note: Can you imagine jobs. how her four hundred one k is doing? Well, you <laughs> got to well, think. Good point. As we're gonna talk about think- that later. Like, Cook was probably like, honestly, this city's going to go to real shit in 30 years. It's just going to be like, let me tell you about uh, uh, scooters, electric scooters everywhere. You want that shit? We don't have that in the 23rd century. We have no whales. We have nothing but scooters. Well, also, one of the things that's kind of weird about Star Trek is because since it aired in the 60s, they were, like, talking about, uh, you know, late 20th century history and making it up. So, like, they're, like, a couple years away from what in in the Star Trek canon is the eugenics wars. Oh. <laughs> yeah. World War Three. So, like, it's, it, it's yeah, it's funny that they didn't mention that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird that in San Francisco that never came up. Uh, yeah. 
That's what they just made up the future in a soon accessible future, like in a timeline that people who are watching the show would get to experience. Yeah, exactly. Why not yeah, just yeah, this okay. is the same like with the book 1984. Like just set it night, you know, like 2084. Just like give yourself a little more runway. I think it's yeah. fun and the off chance you're right. Yeah, if you're right, you never oh know. shit. Yeah, uh, you yeah. want to take that shot. And if you're wrong, you're like, well, whatever, it's fictional. But if you're yeah. right, you're like, oh like my if you're, god! If you take so like the the Back to the Future two, where you, they predicted that Trump would be president and the Cubs would win the World Series, like you get to look like pretty smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. you also Back have, to the Future is like, looking pretty smug right now. The, I mean, there is a lot of stuff in Star Trek that we legitimately do have nowadays. You know, like tablets and like the way communicators work and stuff like that. Uh, so they did get a lot of stuff right. And a lot you know, of mixed race couples. Guns. Yeah, yeah, diversity. <laughs> mixed race couples kissing on TV. You know, they got a lot of good stuff right, Alex. They got they got the stuff that matters, you know. It's great, man. So then they do all this hijinks. Then they time travel back to their present time with a person and two whales. And uh, the whales and the probe have sex. And then uh, everyone's happy. Mm. The probe leaves. And then... I might be reading into that. Whatever, whatever the Senate was mad about, they're not mad about it anymore because of the At whole the whale At the very thing. least, it was phone sex. So... <laughs> Yeah. I don't That's want right. the listeners to get the wrong opinion. That's there wasn't the, like the probe talking about whale action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, probe does sound dirty. <laughs> anyway, that's the movie, you guys. It is bonkers and really fun. It's uh, a goddamn delight. Uh, it is. I was not it, expecting to like it. Yeah, it stays. There's a. Uh, I, this doesn't stay true with uh, all the Star Trek different series, but. Uh, of the original um, series, any movie that is an odd number uh, or an even number is going to be real good. You can uh, literally watch any two, yeah. four, or six, and they're all excellent. One, three, and five, you want to avoid, though. Interesting. So we got the good ones, yeah. And uh, and four is considered the like the funny one. It's like yeah. the, the, well, the one yeah, that's Yeah, that's what I was wondering about, because there's like there are jokes, but there's not too many jokes, and it's like dumb, but in a pure-hearted way. That yeah. is very winning, and all like that was the other thing about this movie is that the plot is so stupid, um, and there are ten thousand ways this movie could have been awful, and they managed to like dodge every like a fly in a rainstorm, like just just right around every possible way to ruin this movie. It was really li- like light and lovely. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I'm so yeah, glad. It- yeah, this movie, like I said, it's a it's a goddamn delight. Yeah, I... that's the way, well, exactly. Well, let's actually do a specific compliment now. Uh, let's let's do our compliment tostada for the summer. We've cut our compliment sandwich down to a svelte, uh, open faced tostada. Just the one compliment for today. So uh, everybody has to say one nice specific thing about the movie. Ezra, why don't you go first for a compliment tostada? Um, I, this is going to be for the durability of donuts. Um, okay, so. When uh when they first like arrive like when like uh when the crew is actually in San Francisco during the day for the first time, they are at uh basically Columbus and Kearney, which is right where my office is now, basically. Oh. Um, Remember earlier where I said if you wanted to get jokes from Ez for free, you couldn't do it on Twitter, but you could follow them in real life. That just got easier. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I have to move offices. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, well, all right, nice. you don't know what year I live in then. Ha. <laughs> that's true that's you got true. us there okay well we're saved again uh, but but yeah uh, basically though there's a Winchell's Donuts in the background mm. uh, that place is no longer Winchell's it is still a donut place though oh shit and you didn't know that 
You didn't know it used to be a I Winchell's. I knew it was a donor place. Yeah, I did not know it used to be a Winchell's. And that's awesome. And, and you can also see there's like a, a, a green, uh, sort of like greenish bronze, kind of uh, like the like the worn bronze building in the background, which is Cafe Zoetrope, where um, Francis Ford Coppola uh, did all his, uh, I think, like dope-ass editing uh, hmm. for his movies. Uh, it's, and you can see behind that also a little to the left, uh, like um, part of the uh, Trans-America Pyramid, which is you know, <laughs> still pyramided in. After all these years, yeah, pretty pointy. Pretty, it's pretty weird tall. that you're not impressed by the durability of pyramids, but donuts are blowing your mind. Yeah, there's uh, actually a little bit more dur- evidence for pyramids being being durable. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's actually right. They last a long. That's what that's pretty much all we know. And the point is about pyramids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, also like I feel like they should get some credit for being like literally the oldest thing we have, uh, whereas donuts, week old maybe. Alex, if they were the oldest thing we had, I think the big cylinder would come trying to talk to the parents. <laughs> that wouldn't it. Uh, yeah, I was I was waiting for you to say, like, your mom has some literature about older things. <laughs> no, my mom will actually say that the uh, shit's, nothing's very old at all. Oh. Only about 6,000 years. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That nothing is old. We're actually uh, brand new. Yeah. Fresh out the oven still in terms still, of universal still timeline. Still have that new universe We smell. are donut, donut old. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steven, what's your compliment tostada for Star Trek? Uh, mm, this, I, uh, the movie has, I think, my favorite uh, 80s trope whenever there's a, a city or people or a group of people or a person going to the city where they've never experienced it, which is like a, a quick montage to sort of electrical music of like traffic and buildings with uh, a taxi almost hitting one of them. Yeah, and every- yelling, hey. Oh yeah! Every time it's like they step in a car, step in front of a car, and someone's like, "Hey, watch it!" Yeah, and it's like, "Hey, what are they? I'm a driving it, here." Yeah, I feel like it's um, I, I don't know what it was about the '80s that every I think nobody lived in a city and they had to tell you what a city was. It's at the very start. <laughs> if they had time traveled to 2018, you'd be almost hit by an Uber instead. Very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Self-driving Uber. Right. Too. Yeah. Feel the need right. to tell you that. Yeah, and instead of instead of it yelling, uh, "Hey, I'm driving," or "Watch where you're going," or whatever, it would just hit you and not notice. Mm-hmm. Then you get a text message that just, like, <laughs> asks you to quickly settle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, my uh, favorite thing about them time traveling back for my compliment is uh, there. There's this like running thing about language, and there's like a little mm. subplot basically about swearing. About and it's all like PG thirteen level swearing, um, but it's uh, about Kirk is like instantly good at eighties swearing, and uh, the elf I mean, is not be- great. Better, better, yeah, be- certainly better. better. Um, well, the first thing he does is someone calls him a dumbass, and not understanding colloquialisms, his immediate comeback is double dumbass on you. And that's a solid comeback for. It's a good swing. Yeah, like yeah, it's like whatever you said, just double it and reverse it. Is like this is professional comebacks just you just filled in the local blank you're just that's a traveler's comeback and i was really impressed uh there was also somebody said uh dip called him a dipshit and he said or i think this might have been uh, spock but he was like no ma'am no dipshit which is a great point (laughs) a solid comeback and then my favorite part of the language subplot is that uh the girlfriend the uh scientist slash love interest um, we should probably learn her name because, like, otherwise it's just super sexist. That would yeah. mean everyone else. Yeah, that's well. I called him an elf. I don't know many names, uh, so it's not sexist. Uh, it is racist, though. Um, 
No, I don't. I don't really know many people. But and, and but calling her girlfriend is fucked up because really she should be the whale biologist. But anyway, Doctor Gillian Taylor. Yes, that's that's what I meant. Played by Catherine Hicks, who is the mom from Seven Heaven, right? Oh, isn't that? I've never seen it. Yeah, that she is. So yeah, I. Uh, well, okay. So what, also- I, what I meant to say is Doctor Girlfriend, and she. No? Okay. No, that's a Adventure Brothers character, actually. Is it really? So, yeah. There's... <laughs> that's funny. Uh, all right. So, Dr. Gillian, uh, she keeps saying uh, when somebody's lying to her or she thinks they're lying, she says, don't tell me fish stories. And uh, and then the guy she works with tells him, or, like, or she tells him, don't tell me fish stories. I've known you too long. And then later, they're like, that's the best fish story I ever heard. Like, she makes up fake 80s slang to tell the aliens uh, like she's just trying to make them look well, stupid later i think that was just like it, if you're in that field fish stories has got to be a top you know it's like it's like eod or eow or like synergy it's just fish stories is like one of those things if you're oh, a yeah, biologist yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah definitely it's just inside baseball i love it i love it so anyway i loved all the language stuff i love double dumbass no dipshit and don't tell me fish stories all delightful anthony what's your major compliment um there's a lot of good compliments. I'm trying to figure out uh, just one to say. Uh, so I'm going to cheat and just real fast give you uh, mm-hmm. a few things that I love about this sure. movie. Uh, one, I love the score. Uh, the things I love, I guess my major compliment will be this movie is like, it's so structurally different than you would expect, especially from a Star Trek movie and what the like franchise has become. That uh, I love that. Uh, this is my favorite thing. Is it and it swerves? And I'm going to give you some really good examples. So like the score for this movie is really bonkers. Like there are several chase sequences, yeah. and any other movie they'd be like heavy driving, like music to it but instead it's like fun wacky like they, they yeah. escape from a hospital and it's like and it's just nuts yeah and the same thing when Chekhov is running through the the ship it's just like very silly um this movie doesn't have a villain really like there are no well, there's no bad guy in this movie like even i the, sensed a bad guy well i mean i like the the closest thing to a bad Man. guy is like more like an idea, right? Like that's like really good science fiction stuff to it. Yeah, yeah. Although um, the probe was unreasonably violent, like inexplicably violent probe. But it, I, I mean, learned is that the probe, like in uh, early version of it, the, they had uh, English subtitles for the probe, which I find really <laughs> funny. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Like the studio sort of demanded it, and Leonard Nimoy, who directed the movie, pushed back on it, and he eventually won. But so it was like was, subtitles in English of what the whale song was? Yeah, and it was like, hey, where are you guys? I don't hear you anymore. What's going on? And then <laughs> oh, at the I very end of the movie... this would be subtitled. Like, oh, it was man. a long conversation. You know what? It also <laughs> sort of feels like... It almost feels like because people were trying to answer that probe, the aliens might have thought they got catfished by a whale. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, pretty oh, you're rad. A whale? You're not a probe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wait. You, you. Why don't you want to meet whales? What's? I mean, what's wrong with me? Why don't we just meet up in person, whales? Are well, you sure? Apparently, you're the last thing it, it says when it goes away is "I'm sorry," which is. <laughs> oh man, I like this idea. I, I know. What it happened? It's kind of funny because you, I don't think the probe would have awareness of like the whales certainly don't know that it affected all this shit in space and everything like that. Yeah. So the whales probably told it off and just like, man, don't follow us. Yeah, like, <laughs> Get away. And so it's probably saying, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, problem. sorry. Anyway, there's no uh, no villain. 
Yeah, uh, so those, it's just like, uh, there's a lot of things like that in this movie that you just, uh, it's very structurally different, it's it's very, it's uplifting and silly in a way that Star Trek movies usually are not, especially like the other two I really like, um, like Rathacon and uh, The Undiscovered Country are very heavy, uh, one's like a political thriller, the other one's like a straight revenge flick, mm. um, so I love that this is just like such a wild out there concept. Um, Let me ask yeah, you a question. If I was going to watch it, a second Star Trek thing that would be the most upsetting ooh, ooh. given what I've seen, oh. what should it be? Like a, Star Trek like, the motion picture or... Uh, <laughs> or uh, I oh. don't know. What's the worst next oh, generation what, wait, movie? Wait, 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 so insurrection? Wait, what, what do you yeah. mean by upsetting? Hold on a second. Actually, I just realized this is the second Star Trek thing I've seen. And I'm uh, sure long-time t- long listeners of the show will remember... <laughs> I uh, I had to watch the Star Trek porn parody for a oh, sponsorship yeah, years ago. Yeah, that's right. That was, uh, that was Next Generation. That's how you know what Klingons are. It might, <laughs> it might be. I also there like they had sex on a holodeck, so I knew what that was. Oh uh, well, then you're in the Next Generation era. Um, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that was Next Generation future, future. porn. Oh, okay, so now uh, I've seen two Star Trek things, and one of them was most. I, I would actually, I would actually really want Alex. I want you to watch uh, First Contact. I think it'd be really fun. That's a great movie. Yeah, first context pretty good. Um, uh, I would also. I think uh, Wrath of Khan is uh, not just the best Star Trek movie. I think it's arguably one of the best movies of the last several decades. It's so good. The Meat Buddies have yeah. voted before on on us having to watch Star Trek: First Contact, uh, and apparently that has time travel as well. It does. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, um, but I mean, if we did like Wrath of Khan too, it'd be fun to. Uh, you have to watch Space Seed, which is the episode that it's a sequel to. Like Wrath yes. of Khan's much more of a sequel to an episode of the show than it is to the first movie. Uh, so, like watching those two back to back makes like a really fun. Huh. Um, By the way, too. Khan, the the person who's very wrathful, uh-huh. is one of the. Uh, formerly mentioned uh, e- uh, eugenics wars uh, yeah it's from the uh, 1990s yeah also uh, uh, oh I guess if you really wanted to see I mean I really hated in the darkness so uh, yeah, if you wanted to watch too. watch that I think that would probably be pretty upsetting for you yeah okay um, all the, man this or you, you know fun. you should actually just watch like a, a pretty like one of the boring late to the end of the season but not like dealing with the major plot line like episode of star trek deep space nine because it will be like slow about like a religion on another planet you won't know what's going on i think you'd really love that yeah that would be fun uh oh man also i'm just remembering how upset i was by having to watch this porn for them this show remember that as you were here i that was i lived in a different house and that was a long time ago this is 300 episodes ago Jesus. Uh, yeah, which is pretty crazy. Um, uh, yeah, the fact that we watched a whole... You weren't here for that, Stephen, which we should have made. No, I, actually, I do remember feeling left out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel most of the time when I'm watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, hey we're going we're to take a quick break and thank our meat buddies, and then we're going to be back to talk about time travel, so stick around. Today's episode is brought to you by our fabulous meat buddies... Uh, first up, uh, we, well, actually, actually, we'll do this first because uh, when you when you do sponsor an episode, you become a meat buddy. You get all the rights and responsibilities of a meat buddy, and are included in all um, meat buddy promotions and such. So, uh, Paige asked. 
to have uh, us play Two Truths and a Lie about her. So we're going to play a quick Two Truths and a Lie for Paige. Um, so, you guys, I have the answer, so I can participate. But I'm going to tell you three things about our sponsor, Paige, from Fairbanks, Alaska. And you guys are going to have to determine which one is a lie based on only what you know already, which is admittedly not a lot. Number right, one. From Fairbanks, Alaska. Number one, I am descended from Imperial Knights that served Charlemagne. Number two, one of my ancestors uses noble exemption from the law to become a highway robber and was murdered by peasants. <laughs> Number three, as a child, I once shoved Sarah Palin's daughter into a puddle while attending a party at her house. Oh, boy. Sarah Palin has a lot of kids, so I feel like that's pretty plausible that one of them could get yeah. shoved in. Yeah, I mean, they're the very so- shovable. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen them before. And they're that's always... So- Wet with <laughs> puddle water. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll say that's gonna be a truth because I, I feel like it'd be just—it's a weird thing to have like just to go deep into the ancestors of both the truths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll say I'll say the Charlemagne one is a lie. Imperial knights that served Charlemagne. I think they served someone yeah. else, not Charlemagne. Oh, I as a uh, just as a matter of course, I do dislike when someone tries to two truths and a lie, where it's like a shade of lie where it's like uh it was we were imperial knights but we served charlemagne the second or something like, that's not that impressive like you want to yeah. get us to believe something crazy we sh- <laughs> we sh- I- charmander <laughs> it's, uh, it's my my dad worked private security for charlemagne to god on the breakfast club for a few weeks <laughs> uh, uh, anthony I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that even if she doesn't think the show the main thing is a lie, <laughs> it's a lie because that just sounds. That's just something like a, your grandfather you used to tell people oh, to like man. get people to buy him drinks. That's just something your family's been drinking out on for the last like 200 years. Like yeah. that didn't actually happen. You definitely, know? my family. My mom says that her family is from Dutch royalty uh, at some point, and I. Uh, I just, as a rule, I assume anything your family says about themselves is a lie. So that is... If it makes them look good, yeah. Yeah. Or even sometimes if it doesn't, it's probably... None of it happened. Um, Is it weird that the... The only thing I could think of like that in my family is my dad used to brag about all the time how he used to know uh, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, <laughs> the serial killer. And I was like, like, people are like, Dad, did you? And he's like, yeah, we kind of knew him. I hung out once or twice. Like, why would you brag about yeah, that? Like, that's a weird claim to fame. My dad used to bowl next to the son of a mob boss in New Jersey. Like, yeah, this is weird family. And all, they're all lies. Yeah, he thinks there's only one son I'm of a mob sure. boss. <laughs> it was on both lanes. <laughs> See, yeah, they're probably all lies on every side. So, you're, so Ezra, you played the meta game, and you think that uh, Charlemagne is a lie because there wouldn't be two truths about their past. Anthony, you played uh, a deep psychological game and are saying, regardless <laughs> of what she says is the lie, number one is for sure a yeah. lie, and I like that Steve, a lot. Steven, I think Steven you? played. She, he played Jerry's game. He's locked to a bed right now. <laughs> uh, well, first I want to say my dad was once in an elevator with Colonel Sanders. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. does that just mean he was once in an elevator with Reba McIntyre? That's also pretty neat. And Jim Gaffigan, and, two and, Colonel and, Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 has 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 Papa John waited on this yet? Because I heard he has some things to say. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with this. Uh, wait. Uh, uh, that that Charlemagne is the lie as well. Okay. Oh, Only wow. because I, I do I do agree that with with Ezra in terms of the meta game, 
But then I'm thinking of, well, actually, you know what? Uh, just to be interesting, I'm switching. Yeah. I think that one's real. The other one's the lie. Okay. So the, you the think it's the lie. Uh... And I'll tell you why. Because I think it's so specific. It Nobody could possibly really know that. Um, well, That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I guess, Anthony, you definitely could have applied your same logic to this story of an ancestor murdered by peasants for being a highway robber. Um, uh, that, that all, like, whether or not that's a lie, that's also a lie. Um, it's just whether <laughs> she told it or she I mean, that, that seems like the type of thing that, like, you know, like a real shitty neighbor would just somehow know about your family and tell you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're clan, you're from, you, you, you descended from the highway bandit Johnson. I know you guys. <laughs> well, uh, so the correct answer, uh, all three of you were fooled. It turns out the lie was oh. Sarah Palin. And you guys immediately uh. assumed... Because yeah. of her myriad of children, somebody... And also, you know, we know Paige is from Alaska. We assume that's true, that she once shoved a daughter of Sarah Palin. However, it is not true of Paige. Paige is... Well, these are both lies also, but she believes she's descended from the Imperial Knights Tournament, and she believes one of her ancestors was a hiring robber. And but, she believes she did not shove a, uh, a Palin into a puddle of water, but she's wrong. She well, could but have, yeah, exactly. Where did she come up with that idea? It turns out that did happen to Danny. So the other sponsor. Oh. So this is a combo oh. two truths and a lie, kind of. This is a, if you're. So ever wait, does this mean this you game, don't like this, Alex? I, I uh, well, I mean, I like everything. The, the, you guys did good content. I'm happy. Um, okay. But I, uh, what I <laughs> thank you. I'll take my cookie off the air. What I do like is that I like in a crucial situation where you have to play two truths and a lie. You just tell someone else's story as the lie. Mm. I think that's a slick yeah. way into it. Um, it's like two truths and a steal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so for I like to play it by uh, making a very, very, very obvious lie. It's like one of the. It's like just to entertain people. So <laughs> and my name my, is Eric. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my go-to is to say that I uh, either I invented algebra <laughs> or. Uh, oh that, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm retired. My dad invented dice. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Like I invented algebra, and then also like I invented geometry because one of them's got to be true. Yeah. <laughs> I I like well. This is what I like to do is I like to make up three things, like three lies, and then whichever one the fewest people vote for, I say is the lie, and then try to justify the other two and live the rest of my <laughs> life as if those had happened. Wow. And then hope you travel back work. in time and make them true. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of work for a break the ice game, Alex. <laughs> I like it. I like the commitment. Uh, all right. And then also we have a brand new meat buddy this week. Uh, Michael from Atlanta became a regular donor to the show. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Michael uh, said this by email. Hello. I have loved the show for a long time and I'm happy to finally have the ability to support it. Uh, I really like how you mentioned a little while ago that you pay your guests and how you've made the Meat Buddy thing a lot more personal than how a lot of other shows work. So, uh, which I am super excited about. I'm so glad that that matters to you, Michael, because it definitely matters to me. And I really do. I'm glad also that this seems fun for you guys, this Meat Buddy thing, because this is just... I am 50-50 on all of it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, because we're like real divided as a team on it. So uh, I'm glad this is working for you. Um, And we really appreciate you uh, donating the show. Uh, Michael continues. I'm from Atlanta, but I'm about to move to North Carolina to start grad school. A little pep talk slash advice about handling social anxiety of being in a new place you don't know anybody would be lovely. Mm. Thank you so much for running a fun show. So I'm glad you specifically said, Michael, that it should be about social anxiety, because if you ask for advice about grad school, my guess is we would say don't do it. Uh, uh, no, it depends how much you're paying for it. Well, sure. And how old you are. That's, these are both good points. And what's in. Um, well, so what do you guys want to give give, give uh, Michael a little bit of pep talk advice about handling social anxiety in a new place? Um, 
I gotta think, you know, classic stuff. Uh, grad schools are like the prison yard. First day in, punch the biggest guy you see. Um, you, you, mean, know, you mean that, uh, like, intellectually, you find the smartest yeah. person and trump them in a game of wits? Or do you mean I mean, if that's the, the way you want to roll, I have I this Iokane uh, powder. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, same thing. Like, look, listen, just prison yard rules. Here's who's popular the guy who makes the toilet hooch. You know what I mean? <laughs> have <laughs> drugs and day, booze on you. Day one that's going to help. school, toilet wine. Yeah. Hey. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, also, be the guy who knows how to get some cigarettes when people need it. And again, yeah. the cigarettes are a metaphor here. They can be anything people want. Adderall, cocaine, marijuana. Clean underwear. Look out for a guy named Andy Dufresne. See if you can help him. Yeah. yeah. Be nice to Andy. That's a good one. Uh, uh, I, I do have some. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you said grad school, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh... These people are not going to be less socially awkward than you, if that helps. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Like, this is not—you didn't go. I'm assuming it's not grad school for like basketball, uh, basketball, basketball sports. <laughs> uh, so I think you're probably in good shape on the whole. Um, just remember that, like, the way that you feel inside is probably the way everyone feels inside. And um, if you can be honest with that, like, you'll probably find someone else who's like, "Oh man, you'd be just like, hey, I I feel really awkward in these social situations. Sooner or later, someone's gonna bite on that, and you're like, ah, oh, me too. I I wish." we didn't have to talk and then you can just like sit next to each other and like you know have your toilet wine <laughs> uh, I had a, a thing about anxiety that a uh, uh, an improv teacher told me a long time a long time ago uh, it just really helped me not taught but just a thing that he said that helped me a lot was that uh, nobody cares about you yeah. and uh, when he said it it was like no one cares about you Alex and it felt a little point but like yeah. um in general, uh, that no one cares about you has actually like been super helpful for me for anxiety. It's like like no one is thinking about how awkward that conversation with me was because they are not thinking about me ever again. Yeah, uh, so. that's exactly what I was gonna say too. That's been the re- the most helpful. You were gonna say uh, no one cares about you, Alex. Nobody cares Alex, about Alex, yeah. so yeah, don't worry, because uh, Alex is uh, now a famous Portland comedian and everything, oh, and nobody yeah. fucking gives a shit about him. So yeah, people like um, people are so busy giving a shit about themselves. I mean, like people care about you, obviously, Michael, uh, and we care about you for the le- next uh, minute and a half. But like every uh, <laughs> and 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 for a minute and a half every month, you uh, you re up. That's true. Yeah, I do every time I get the email that the ah, oh, I, I care about it. But like yeah, but everyone else is just too busy. Like people care, but like mostly people are. Just just too busy thinking about themselves to give a shit about what you're doing. So uh, the stakes are always much lower than you think they are. Yeah, I, I have one one to add on to also that I, I don't know if I've tried this, but I've heard it could work. Basically, I think people were, where people get tripped up with anxiety is that they they try to calm down. You can't really uh, turn mm. like a kind of a hot emotion into right. a cool emotion. Right. But what you can do is you can kind of like just shift the directions. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's like instead of I am anxious, you say like oh like this is like basically excitement. This is like the energy I need to do my best in a situation. Yeah. Um, and then it's a little bit different, and then maybe it would read a little different. Sort this of like, is advice that and my, also whenever I'm anxious, sorry. my wife tells me and. It's never helped, but it's definitely oh. true. I like. I like it. It sounds so good. When you're feeling anxious, you can't be like, "No, I'm secretly excited." It doesn't actually. I don't think that works. But like, so if well, it, well, yeah. One thing that's helped me in this. This is sort of like a either a next step or almost a pre uh, a precursor to it is to remember that like you're not you're not anxious. You're the thing. You're the person that anxiety is happening to. Like. 
You can, you you uh, occupy oh. a higher level of consciousness than your emotions <laughs> and your feelings. And and if you can, if you could just, even though you're okay, feeling slow it, down, it feel Spock, like it's you're you. freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm serious about this. Even though it feels like it's happening to you, it's really not. You you are in control of that. You can have that separation. And just by like the, the verbal, like starting by, you know, leaping without looking and saying like that the anxiety is happening to me. I'm not anxious. It helps you get that extra layer of separation. Can so, we add a couple layers onto this where it's like, also, Michael, you're not wearing clothes. You're just a person that clothes are happening to. <laughs> that's exactly so, so. right. That's That was what I was going to say. That <laughs> You're not the person punching the tallest grad student. You're the right. person <laughs> that punching is Who's having a punch is uh, happening. Yeah, no, that yeah. sounds bad. Okay. Um, I hope some of this helped you, Michael. You've got a very wide swath of options to choose from for how to deal with this. and uh, Smorgasbord. Yeah. I'm just going to vote on who did the best. Uh <laughs> One of and weird thing, if, one of us was lying. <laughs> one of us made this up. If none of this works, uh, just do those things other people do when they don't have like a not very good with personality. You know, like get a lot of tattoos, maybe get a motorcycle, <laughs> try a hat, uh, try, try a hat. Yeah. You know, get yeah. really into hats. Um, get really into ICP's music. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, you also, maybe start listening to Fish. Yeah, That's a <laughs> substitute for a personality if you're really desperate. Here's another thing uh, that you can remember, Michael, is that after if the, none of this works, just remember you get to do all of the anxiety of moving and meeting new people again when you finally get a job in 20 to 25 years. So, wow. I think we really helped. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Man, if you, like, I felt like one of us was trying to roast. <laughs> and everyone else was trying to be helpful. If if you uh if any if you want to get this level of uh, personalized attention and help, if you oh want God, made things so much worse. me to care about you for up to 6 minutes during the podcast, become a meat buddy. Go to readjustment.com/meatbuddies and we really appreciate everybody who has helped support our show and kept us floating down the tracks like a ghost train. Meat buddies me me buddies, me buddies, me buddies, me buddies, me buddies. And now it's time for a very special segment. It's time for a new edition of our our spin-off bonus podcast next week in time travel. Yeah. So, Ooh. uh the thing we do. It's the thing we have done. Chris and I have done a couple of episodes. Uh, I used to call it uh, Time Travel Tomorrow Today, which is much clunkier than my new title, Next Week in Time Travel. Uh, mm. So uh, uh, this is gonna, we don't, I'm not going to have time to get into a lot of time travel news this time, but uh, I just want to talk about the... like. I want to focus in on the, the time travel aspect of this because I love time travel. Um, so the first thing I want to do, this was suggested by uh, Paige, but it's perfect, uh, which is uh, I want to play How Would You Fail to Survive in 1986? So, if you were all of a sudden time traveled to 1986, 1986 using only what you are wearing to work, how are you going to survive, or how are you going to fail to survive in 1986? What would be the, your biggest downfall? Uh, death well, by boredom I mean, on public transportation. So, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Death by what? Boredom on public transportation. Why would that be Wait. harder in 1986? Oh, like, than you now? don't have podcasts like, my, or anything my, like yeah, that. Like, oh. Yeah, like how? What? Like, I'll run out of content, right? I'll have no internet on my phone. I mean, they I have know. books and magazines and newspapers. and. Okay, so then I, I'll, I'll, I will die trying to learn how to read again with my eyes. Walkman? Then, yeah, I guess he's, you're going to die from paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. fail to survive because of paper cuts. What what year did the... Uh, did Walkmans were around in the 80s. Like, what, oh, Discman were probably yeah. in the 90s. What? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so you can get a tape as books on tape. That was for you. Yeah, um, I'll just take like all the books with me, <laughs> like all the tapes. Uh, you know, if I if I was going to work, you know, I work at a dispensary, so I'd probably have a lot of drugs on me. <laughs> uh, the type that if I ended up in 1986 would be like a felony amount. Oh yeah. So that's probably how I would die. Do you bring uh, the drugs to your work? It seems like they would be pre-stocked with drugs. Yeah, you know, I just the things I leave work with a lot of drugs, and uh, they just end up in my bag. I, I'm I'm I, drowning in. I guess free I have my sharpies in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that kind of thing. I just forget I have them in there. You know. Yeah. No. Oh. I know. This is maybe uh, not as helpful, but I just go- was Googling Walkman, and I really like the industrial design of Walkman. I really want one. Yeah, it's nice. kind of fun. Anyway, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good answer, Anthony. Um, how else would you guys fail to survive in 1986? Maybe not just. Work related. What else would be hard about 1986? I mean, like honestly, not having like uh, GPS map systems. Oh, I yeah. honestly don't know if I could go back to like. And the thing is, like, I grew up with that. I had that for most of the majority of my life. That did not exist. Yeah. Uh, but the, what I've gotten used to being able to like find and navigate to a place, like having to go back to that in 1986, San Francisco public transit would be. A well, disaster. A couple of things I'm, that I noticed from this movie, though, that makes that easier. Number one, no matter what your desire is, there's a billboard for it right there. <laughs> and then the other one is, it turns out uh, public transit in 86 is very similar to now. Somebody is playing their music too loud, and the only logical solution is to murder them in front of everybody. I was wondering if you thought he killed that guy. I was so sure. <laughs> did he not kill that guy? No, no, no. no. no it's, it's a just, thing. Is that just... No, did just he, did he make him sleep. pass out? Did he give him a concussion? Is he okay? It's, it's a, a nerve, nerve pinch. pinch. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, he'll be fine. Man, it's uh, every okay, 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 okay. So maybe you guys knew that, but no one on the (laughs) bus knew he was okay. No, I know, I know. Everybody just started clapping in this. Forty people watched a guy get murdered with his bare hands, and were like, "Well, he was so loud." Yeah. Yeah, Well, I think the original in the '80s, the purge was loud just if the music was too loud. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Man, I'd be almost Um, okay with that. I think I would fail to survive because I think my eyes would roll too hard at the heavy-handed environmental messages of movies. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> a thing that you presumably agree with, but just the messages. I do 100%. Nice. I just, yeah, make it a little bit more subtle. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was going to be uh, one, uh, one of my compliments for this movie is that I love that this movie is so uh, environmental, uh, like, environmentally cautious and about, like, con- like uh, conserving resources and like very like nice ideas like that but it also really goes to show how far those ideas have come in like the 30 years uh-huh. like the idea of people being upset that whales can't like live in a small tank is like hilarious to me like yeah. that's so terrible you know like there, there are a lot of elements that are just like yeah well you know, maybe if you're trying to, you know, have an environmental message, don't have people, your spaceship, blowing trash everywhere and putting huge indents in the ground. <laughs> and probably like, killing people when it lands. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see I mean, it, getting but... those trash mate guys fired for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, man, I forgot about those guys. I really liked that they, like, saw a spaceship and they were like, the best thing to do is leave and never talk about this. Like, well, I mean, look, dude, I don't know if you've ever worked the night shift collecting trash in San Francisco, but you see a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> and you just look at your friend and you say, we're not going to talk about just it. Just bury your head in the sand right yeah. away. 
I, I uh, actually let's, let's just move on because I have so many more questions. Uh, the, here's my question now: uh, Were they good at it or not? So, uh, was were we learning good lessons about time travel? Obviously, Anthony, you made a joke early on about because there's basically these two ideas: is like there's like the butterfly effect that like everything you do is gonna affect the future and it's bad. And this movie had a more maximalist. Um, uh, the rule number one rule of uh, time travel is touch everything, kind of uh, mm. philosophy. Um, Leave your phaser behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Le- yeah. Give them technology that they can't handle yet. Um, mm-hmm. Take people back. Uh, it was kind of a, it was a Miss Frizzle approach, right? Whereas like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, uh, ask questions, you know, get messy. get involved, yeah. <laughs> And just assume the best of people. That guy was totally going to come up with a, a you know, thick <laughs> yeah, clear yeah. aluminum. He would have figured out transparent aluminum soon enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, mm-hmm. there was like the glass. He sells he sells his glasses, and they're like, "But now you don't have those." And he's like, "No, the best part is I'll get them back later." But just not. I don't think that's how it works. Um, no, that's not how time cycles work. I mean, it's not how I think it works, but you know, it doesn't exist but like uh yeah so what do you guys think do you think butterfly effect or do you think just you know fuck it touch everything see what happens well Butterscotch I've, always, <laughs> I've always had this i want to live in this so do you say butterscotch effect yeah it's like you, just you touch to everything get sticky. you get sticky yeah. yeah you get it everywhere yeah, you get it all sticky that's good butterfly effect or butterscotch effect which do you believe anthony <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with butterscotch effect, uh, just because I know time travels hoed on the teeth. You know? I, I mean, the idea of time traveling, but you, but like, be very careful, don't touch anything. Just sounds too stressful. If you have a time, and very machine, hard to do. Yeah, just just touch stuff and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm um, a butterfly affecting people in the future now, and I'm reckless. Like, why should I be more careful in the ba- in the past? Yeah, why should it be wreckful? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Uh, the other thing uh, is uh, they did figure out a way to get money real fast so like whether or not they're being dangerous the fact that he was like oh I have these antique glasses I can sell was pretty slick how antique those must have been really old glasses they must have yeah how would you okay so if you showed up in 1986 right now how would you make money how would you get $100 I mean they're in North Beach there's a lot of strip clubs there you would strip or Ask for a loan from people who have cash. Ah, a loan at is a, smart. At a strip club. <laughs> yeah. Go to a strip club, ask for a loan. Yeah. <laughs> Those uh, people are so I, generous. But I, I know how to play Wonderwall okay, so I imagine I just uh, pick up a guitar, start playing Wonderwall, and then just the money would roll in. You know, right? San Francisco does good. have a rich street yeah. performing culture, and the fact yeah. that you have phasers seems like you could probably do enough tricks to get some tips or um, like just rob people yeah or, just or go or like cook food for them yeah you yeah. could nerve pinch people on the bus and then take their money oh oh so you're going black hat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said they'd be fine you told me they'd be fine well i mean <laughs> honestly if lose you lose the money that's not coming back <laughs> What they should have done is Bone should have pretend to be a faith healer and ex- get a bunch of money from people oh, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, a fraudulent uh, faith just, healer. Yeah. yeah, but it's legit. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, an actual healer. Real, yeah, yeah, an actual healer. fraud pretending to be real. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's some layer. Uh, that is butterscotch, man. <laughs> well, here's, here's, a, here's a fun idea. Okay, so I've always had this head cannon thing about this movie. Um, 
that it's not that the probe is coming back to see their old friends, the whales. It's mm. that the whales deep far, far in the future are like a advanced race uh. that know to stop their extinction. They have mm. to create this cycle. Wow. So it's actually Shit. the whales, like future whales, sent the pod back. They sent the burrito. And yeah, yeah in so order good. to save their own race to be in the future. That's always been my headcanon for this movie. Interesting. Uh, yeah, because I, I like those kind of like thousands. Like it's uh, like the, the film Arrival does something very similar in the sense that it's like for something human beings are going to do thousands and thousands of years from now, we need to be saved at this point. Like, are um, you saying those ink plots were secretly whales? Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Oh, dude, the rival in this movie take place in the same universe. Of course That's they do. sick. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Actually, so here's my big question about time travel that I, I think about the most often, which is, like, what is the best way to make money using your ability to time travel? So there's, like, the uh, um, classic Back to the Future sports betting as an option. Uh, or just, I, like, buy one stock of anything. Right, like, yeah, so stocks are certainly yeah. an option. There's that. That's, like, the... Almost, I, I call it like the Forrest Gump. It's like I bought a fruit company in the eighties. Um, yeah, I was in Time Cop also. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, Chris is always saying he wants to buy New York real estate. Uh, oh, that's but like smart. all of the, I mean, like an index fund. Yeah, like stocks or some like would just. But you'd have to you'd have to have somebody tend to that as opposed to a sport where you could like go bet on it, collect that day, and then leave. Property, you'd have to inv- you'd have to like go there, set up a trust and a lawyer to handle. It just seems like a lot. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it I mean, depends time on... means nothing to you, so, like, I don't know why you'd be all stingy with it all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you I saying mean, you, you're, like you're not just stuck in the real. past? Are you saying you're, you're stuck in the past, or you can jump No, you around? can go back and forth. Mm. Oh, I mean, if if you could do that, why wouldn't you just, like, go to a faux future where money is irrelevant and, like, a collector's item people just have stacked up someplace and then just take a bunch of useless money back to when it was important. But then how do you get to be rich in the future? Like, then you get rich. Oh, well, well, but if they're collecting money, I assume that means there's not money anymore. Because we just yeah, have friend, the... you have friends. It's friendship. That's the okay, real... so here, so what you're oh, let me yeah, just just to be treasure. clear. So what you do is you go to the future where they don't use money anymore. Collect a bunch mm-hmm. of money. Go to the past. Be really rich, which we assume, and then through some obvious process, make a ton of friends because you're rich. Then back to the future, and in the future, you're very popular. Yeah, it's like uh, Richie Rich. This is what that story is about. <laughs> that is how money buys happiness. Beat for beat, how Richie Rich happens. It is actually yeah. or a blank check. He makes a ton of friends because he has, he buys the biggest bouncy castle. Oh wait, can we can we do like I feel like we should have like a pod crawl of like uh, like rich kids of the nineties. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you do milk money. All is that what happened in that, or is that just money? Um, I don't did not watch milk money. I don't remember. All right. Well, maybe milk money or not, depending on what that's about. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's watch the classic kid money movies from the 90s. Richie Rich, Blank Check, Kids, uh, Gumbo. <laughs> we'll just do those four back to back. Oh, man. Uh, the kids is fucked three up. young boys pool their money and pay a kind-hearted prostitute to strip for them. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it, Ez. That's what you were thinking. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of what I thought it might have been about a little bit. Because I remember like I remember like seeing an episode of like Siskel and Eber at the time when like they're like, I they're like, I don't know how this is appropriate for kids. And that stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. Well, that is next week in time travel. Uh, I, I, let us know if you enjoy this mini game segment. You can suggest games and ask questions and comments uh, for about uh, upcoming topics at read-weep.com slash next. That is it for our show, everybody. We made it. Uh, we did it. We did it. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Mamma Mia 2. It's wet uh, month, you guys. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, there it is. I was trying to remember the subtitle, and then you just worked it into conversation. Um, well, it's either that or Fernando, and I don't know how that would work. So, <laughs> Dancing Queen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're going to go. We're going to watch... You know, I didn't like it the first time, but uh, maybe it'll be better when they're all older. Um, uh. No, I mean, I the thing is, I, I, uh, I think you know, uh, the first time I saw Meryl, the, that movie, Mamma Mia, I thought this would be way better if it didn't have Meryl Streep in it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm very excited. Is she not in the new one? For the- she is not in the new one. Oh, no. really? She uh, her her character is in flashbacks. I got that from the trailer. But yeah, I say, it I, looks like I'm, she's in this picture. Yeah, no, I'm a very God. Get Meryl Streep out of more movies. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Gosh, thank you. <laughs> Finally, someone. It's just you and Trump striking up uh, against Meryl Streep. Yeah, I'm in good company. <laughs> so. uh... Yeah, uh, man, his plan of time traveling back and picking up all the money did not work out with the friends thing. Um, no. Anyway, uh, it's a so yeah. Tale. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yet. <laughs> yeah. Also, well, oh, I mean, yeah, he what? still has to learn a big lesson. That's usually something that happens in the. That is important. Yeah, yeah. Act. Yeah. Uh, well, he did make at least one very close Russian friend, so it's very <laughs> similar to this movie. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. So, uh, yeah, you got a soccer ball. That's real. We saw that. So, anyway, Wet Month uh, is starting. Happy Wet Month, everybody. Get wet, stay wet. Uh, and we'll see you for Mamma Mia 2, which takes place by the water and um, also makes moms wet. So, that's what we're doing. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, thank you for our meat buddies, Michael from Atlanta. Uh, you got this, man. No one cares about you. And also, uh, thank you to our co-sponsors, Paige and Danny from Fairbanks. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate uh, everybody who sponsored. And I love this team sponsorship. And uh, this was a really fun movie. Thank you for introducing me to something fun and weird. And uh, and and the second and possibly last Star Trek thing I'll watch. So uh, thank you all for keeping the... Us floating on the tracks like a ghost train. Also, thank you to all our meat buddies. You can go to readjustweep.com slash meat buddies uh, and become a meat buddy. And then you'll get to vote on wet month movies. We got a couple of good slots. Get in there. Uh, and then uh, if you want to hear funny things, they're not on Twitter. So go to San Francisco and follow Ezra Fox around. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Ez. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, and uh, But I'm not going to tell you what year. Also in Portland, <laughs> Anthony Lopez. Thanks for being here, Anthony. Always a pleasure. And uh, Stephen... Man, I'm so glad we were able to make this work on short notice with the right with the timing and everything to get you on to talk about Star Trek, which we've. I know. I really kind of held my tongue a lot on this too because I didn't want to be a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, wait, did you just like in the closing seconds of this podcast self bully? <laughs> Someone's yeah. got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody's thinking it at home. I might as well just say it. <laughs> this is so fun, man. I really enjoy talking to you guys about it. Uh, that would be too. We will be back again next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. And I'm not stuffing.